0: Listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon podcasts. As always, I'm Thomas Irwin. I make music under Niagara Moon, and I talk about music ad nauseum on this podcast uh, with different friends of mine, musical colleagues. We get really excited uh, usually about music we really love, and we're talking Björk's Homogenic from 1997. One of my favorites. This album is near and dear to me, as is the wonderful. Guest that I have for this week, the artist Attila. Attila, spelled A T T X L A, is a fantastic uh, singer, producer. Really, they he wears a lot of hats. He's he's based down in Houston, Texas. Uh, His music is a very unique blend of pop, R and B, electronic, and ambient music. It's really a combination unlike uh, anything else I've heard. His vocals are amazing. Uh, His recent full-length album, Ebb, that's what I'm particularly familiar with. I definitely recommend that. Uh, Check out Attila's music. And if you happen to be in the Houston, Texas area, uh, he is doing a show. I guess that's finally a thing now. Music is back. Uh, Attila performs May 8th at Red Dwarf. Uh, Doors open at 8 p.m. Music starts at 9 p.m. It's a free show. Again, that's uh, the Red Dwarf in Houston, May 8th. What do you got to lose? Uh, so, check that out and enjoy our episode. We both love Björk. And I think you will too after hearing us uh, gush about her. All right, enjoy. Stella, thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to have you on.
1: Same here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you.
0: And today we're talking about Homogenic by Bjork. Yes. First of all, how do, how do you say it? How do you say her name?
1: Bjork? Uh, I just, I'd say Bjork. I, I know it's Bjork, but I just... Bjork. Bjork.
0: So you know how to, yeah. but you still... Yeah. <laughs> I it, think that's appropriate.
1: Because I'm still Texan, so I'm just like Bjork. <laughs> Bjork. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely Bjork.
0: Bjork. Um, what an artist. Oh my God. Very much so. Uh, how long have you been a Bjork fan?
1: I've been a Bjork fan since probably like sophomore junior year in high school. Like not that long. It, I I kind of like found her, you know, or she found me more so. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, once she gets old, <laughs> doesn't let go. So I, yeah, I was like probably a sophomore, or junior in high school. That was, like, 2011, 12. Mm. Yeah. So it's been a while.
0: How uh, How did she find you exactly? What, what did you stumble upon first?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so it was when I... So I got my... Uh, not my laptop. My iPad, first generation, in, like, in like 2010. Her album, Biophilia, came out in 2011. Mm. And like the whole like app suite deal was a thing. That was
0: quite a rollout. Yeah.
1: So I was like, and I I didn't know anything about album rollouts. I wasn't doing music yet. You know, I wasn't like into music like that. Like I, I liked music and I liked all kinds of different music, but not like as an artist, like I wasn't an artist or anything, you know? Right. So I was just kind of like, Whoa, what is this? Who is this? What, like what, how, you know? And it just kind of went from there. And I just went straight into her back catalog and, kind of dug myself into a hole and just laid there and and let it happen. (laughs) But yeah, my, I think my favorite parts of the, the app are like the moon one with the little moon phases and the, you know, the little Oh yeah yeah. Just like flip right that song. and then Crystalline. Yes, I love Crystalline too. Then that Crystalline is actually one of my favorite songs on the record. Cause I really like the like just acid like drum and bass weird, like liquid deal. Oh, so good. Um and then of course like Thunderbolt, because I was like, who on who else Like, when has your fave ever used Tesla coils (laughs) to play a bass line on a song? (laughs) Like, your fave could never... So in that moment, I was just kind of like I'm obsessed <laughs> like who is this woman wow. who gave her the authority and like how yeah. You know um, to develop these different like instruments of people like the react table and the, the little like the pendulum harp and You know like the that pedal organ thing that was like on a turnstile. Like I don't remember like how it worked. I was just like whoa what and the Tesla coils, of course It was just so wild that, that was so that was my like first exposure
0: Wow, uh, I got to revisit that album by Ophelia because I, I feel bad now. As saying before, we picked an album, mm-hmm. how that was <laughs> one of my lesser
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Bjork uh, <Burek laughs> efforts. But um, there's no denying that she does an amazing amount of work around the music. It's not just what she puts into her music itself, mm-hmm. which is already mind blowing. But
1: that's what was so inspiring. I think it was just like a full, you know, full experience. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, f- I first uh, came across her when she was uh, touring for Volta and she did Saturday Night Live and she had that huge, I don't even know what it was, eggplant costume or whatever. Oh my Singing God. Singing Earth Intruders.
1: She was in um, the, like, the album cover thing?
0: Thing, yeah. Oh my God. And I was God. like, this is different.
1: That is, is wild.
0: This is something here. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, dug into the back catalog and goosebumps. She, she's had such a run. Of albums and and creative creative output, and oh my god! And I so we're talking about homogenic, mm-hmm. which do you, do do a lot of people kind of take this to be you know the the ultimate Bjork album or like the finest example of of what she can do, or is it you know uh. I, I, that that's kind of the feeling I get or that starts to become my opinion a little bit that this is like Burek at the height of all her powers but i'm i'm curious what the consensus might be
1: well I, I would i would just say that that um which i still can't say this album title correctly i don't know if it's homogenic or homogenic but but um, <laughs> homogenic. homogenic 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 yeah it was going to be
0: homogenous, and then they changed that for some reason
1: yeah so um so homogenic i guess uh basically to me that album has a lot of like her most like iconic and most recognizable easily recognizable you know songs and like the classics basically but like yeah i still have like a personal favorite record of hers it's just you know what i'm saying but like but but this one definitely has especially lately for whatever reason those songs kind of keep coming around like in waves Mm. like they keep like hitting me differently every time i hear them Whereas like with Vespertine, which is my personal favorite, I absolutely like love that one too. You know what I'm saying? Like I absolutely love that that album from top to bottom because I just love things that have to do with like snow and ice and like yeah, like water, yeah. anything like fluid sounding, anything that sounds like it's like like tines, like they're very like
0: So you like Aurora?
1: I love I love Frosty, I love Aurora, yeah. I love like Hidden Place, like I love all of those songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. So or like what is it? It's not up to you. Undo stuff like that. Like the, the, those mm-hmm. are, you know. I just freaking a lot of love really strong one.
0: songs in that one. Yeah.
1: Uh, Cocoon, if I'm not mistaken, is on there. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm sitting sort over of really looking at it because I have like heard vinyls over. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the Bjork vinyl collection. Yeah, I have the whole vinyl and the cassette collection. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a crazed, deranged fan. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Also,
0: I mean that this is uh, audio only, so people can't see. But we started this. You were dressed not too unlike uh, Björkenhull Volnicura face.
1: Yes, Volnicaura. I have these very really, like the slinky, necklace and the gloves and the black gloves on and like a crystal choker. And I had like a tool. I don't even know what to call it, like a neck muff or something. And I was, you know, draping at least a layer or two of the tool over my face and I just felt like the only <laughs> Volnakura stan um to exist. <laughs> but no nah. I like that album a lot too. It's amazing. It's she actually really good. A, yeah. Yeah.
0: I that, really hated that, that, that
1: um wasn't that the one that was like leaked at one point? It was like leaked a few uh, weeks I, early. I, Pro, aren't they all well true <laughs> at this point but I, mean, I remember yeah. that one specifically being like a big thing like it got leaked so she like pushed it up to March instead of like May or something like that mm. and I was still so gagged I didn't even care I was just like oh my yeah, god yeah what is yeah. yeah
0: Stone Milker
1: Uh Lion Song is mine I'm not gonna lie uh, Stone like seeing okay seeing the VR experience like in, in person like going to her exhibit yeah. and like doing the VR oh ex- wow oh yeah Look the stone milker v r experience was like like a a thing like yeah i i i felt it <laughs> that and um the oh God, what was that song called not get not get thank you, Jesus Christ, I couldn't remember that name to save my life yeah, the not get v r um experience was like a whole nother level too like that whole wow that whole exhibit was wild, which to me I thought was kind of weird I went from like Doing the vulna thing to like the very last part of the exhibit was literally a giant screen watching her in the like highest definition I've ever seen um, of the music video for pagan poetry.
0: That's a powerful one. Like,
1: it was so freaking beautiful. There was just, like, wind blow. It was like a wind machine. Because, like, in the videos, there's, like, a wow. wind machine in her hair. And it just, like, but you could feel the air blowing at you. And you. it was just, like, these giant bean bags. And it was, like, no light. The only light was her on this screen. In literally the highest definition I've ever seen for pagan poetry. Wow. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and then I, I come out of the exhibit, and she's literally at the end of the hall DJing a set. <gasps>
0: one of the best days of your life
1: <sighs> i was so mad you have no idea i wanted it to be the best day of my life but why was she doing a dj set with leaves and plants covering her entire frame so all i could see was just kind of her head doing like like side to side <laughs> and like her just kind of rocking back and forth in like true bjork fashion you know and like yeah, hearing yeah. these like instrumentals to um uh what is it oh god utopia It was like some Mm. like remixed instrumentals from Utopia, which I didn't know at the time. But looking back, I was like, oh, you know, and literally I had to like choose. Do I because I waited in line, mind you. Sorry, I'm getting on a tangent. But I waited in line for seven hours that day to get into her exhibit. Okay, Literally got out, finally got to see her in person and. The people were backed up all the way from the stage to where the line was to get into the exhibit, which was at the very back of the venue. So I could barely see anything. And at the same time, Little Dragon was about to start up. And that's my favorite band of all time. Hmm. So they made me choose between one of my favorite artists of all time and my favorite oh, band oh. of all time, and I was just like, "How cruel!" Yeah, and especially since she went doing a singing set, I was like, "I'm sorry, girl." I, <laughs> I got
0: it. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go.
1: You know, but yeah,
0: that. Yeah, you want you want to see her sing if you're going to wait seven hours? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure her DJing is is on point.
1: Though. Oh, for sure, it's a vibe, you know. But I want to see Vol- Volnicaira Strings <laughs> live. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean that's it. so every album she releases basically there's like an accompanying whole live album she's done million uh, super innovative uh, visually stunning music videos her fashion choices there's always I mean she's almost like trailblazed as much in that as she has in music like it's it's amazing how multimedia and experience her artistry is absolutely um, and I feel like you really start to see that. Fully bloom, I feel like homogenic is like the the origin of a lot of that
1: it is like the jump off point for how regal and grand everything is from then on
0: yeah, and it's and it's kind of you know conscious on her part mm. on, you know Bjerg will explain uh there's debut and post there's the beginning of the culmination of like all these random musical ideas I've had mm-hmm. up until this point in my life. And post is like the the, the coda of that. The, the, those two albums are just like I'm going in every which direction, just trying a lot of stuff out, and just kind of showing you everything that.
1: Which some of that know. still kind of lingers on in um, some tracks on um, Homogenic, but you know, like yeah, not, there's not a overall. little bit
0: of a tra- little little bit of a transition, but Homogenic yeah. is specifically called that because it's like this is a new vibe that I'm culminating start to finish for this album.
1: And it is very cohesive in that way.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. It's it's all in the same space, coming like coming from the same uh uh source of of inspiration, like nature and mm-hmm. technology's role in nature and uh Iceland specifically and just I mean the arrangements, right? The core of this is strings and beats. And boy does that work it, wonderfully. It,
1: absolutely. <laughs> also that like weird juxtaposition of like Technology and love, or like nature and love, and like how they're kind of all one and the same, but some like you know one of them is impeding on the other. Like you know, yeah, it's it's so interesting how she does that and how she addresses it.
0: Yeah, all neon like I think really touches on those themes in an interesting way, and the, and then of course the all is full of love music video by Chris Cunningham. <laughs> The robots becoming intimate with each other,
1: which is the 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 greatest hits version <laughs> of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was like,
0: yeah, I, I like the I like the one on the album better. You like the the original version better? I I go back and forth, but I I just it's such a lovely soft release at the end of an album. That's you know, there's a lot of austerity, and you got Pluto right before.
1: I was gonna say because the the transition from Pluto to that, yeah. It literally okay. So I'm I'm gonna just run through that little. Let's do it. That little moment. Yeah. Um. In Pluto, I actually put like I lo- I really love. Oh wait, do you want to just start from the top and just kind of go through the? Uh, the
0: no, list? go go where you were going first. We're we're all over okay. the place here, but.
1: Um. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's usually me. Um. I put on Pluto. I was like, love this song. It's so wild. Sounds a bit video gamey. It gets the heart racing to feel what she feels. And then I yeah. put, excuse me, but I just have to explode, explode this body off me. I'll be brand new, brand new tomorrow, a little bit tired, but brand new, which is just like. It literally feels to me like how I feel when I go through like panic attacks mm. and stuff like that and dealing with anxiety, which is why as soon as All is Full of Love starts from there, yeah. I was just like, the transition from Pluto to this zins me out like a nap after a panic attack. Because <laughs> <laughs> <I mean>, truthfully. <laughs> I think that's
0: totally the emotional place she's coming from. I mean, that song is yeah. talking about rebirth and rejuvenation, but rejuvenation kind of comes from a place of as like previous a... <laughs> trauma. Yeah, an explosion. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how that clicks into place to like carry out the end of the album. Just blows my mind. And
1: in that context, All Is Full of Love works beautifully the way it is. Yeah. But taken out of context as a single song, I like the greatest hits okay. version. Okay. No,
0: I see that makes <laughs> That's total what I'm sense. Like now. as
1: the album version, I love it, you know what I'm saying, for what it is and where and where it fits. For sure, I completely agree. But that greatest hits version just mm. Okay. <laughs> Cuz I really love the live performance yeah, of yeah. it and the music video.
0: Yeah. Mm. that's an interesting distinction, too, because I'm for myself, I'm so album oriented, Uh, like listening to the songs kind of. And this is in particular homogenic as an album I have to listen to start to finish as an experience. I don't it's I don't like chopping it up or only listening to particular tracks the way I might with even with other uh, releases of hers. Like this is a whole Mm. like cinematic experience for me. And then in that, not get that. In that, I'm not really paying as much attention to the rest of the stuff. Like I, you know, the 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 visual components, the live out. Like you're obviously you're a type of fan who goes all in on on everything, but I really kind of listen to this isolated from the rest of that a little bit more. So that that might be an interesting difference there. Hmm.
1: I mean no, I I actually feel um the same in terms of kind of going through the whole project, um, especially when I'm listening like stuff on shuffle and like a song from one of her albums or even uh, like other artists. Like if a song comes on and I know I am obsessed with that album, yeah. I'll literally stop everything and put that whole album on the queue, and then and then you know and then I'll yeah I'll just start it because like it, that happens with me from with like uh this band called Alaska Alaska. That's one of my favorite bands. Like if I hear a song off of that record, The Dots, I'm like okay cue it up we're here now (laughs) you know yeah same thing with little dragon especially machine dreams or like ritual union cue it up Mm. (laughs) let's let's go yeah
0: this is homogenic is totally a a cue it up album i mean the opener hunter come on what an announcement (laughs) that is i mean even after an album's greatest post
1: yes Jeez, which is so funny. Post is like my birth album. It's it come. It came oh, out. Post is
0: still amazing in a different way. Yeah, it came completely. out in my birth
1: year. You know, it came out two months before I was born. Wow. And it just really feels like that album was like made for me.
0: <laughs> See, I had that with debut. Uh, I guess I'm two years older than you. I guess oh, okay. I was born uh, when oh. debut came out. That makes total sense. <laughs> it's like the kind of the heart of her music, but then you want to explore all these interesting avenues off of that.
1: I mean, especially just because it like. Kicks off with Army of Me, which is so yeah. like me, just like kick down the door, like, yeah. boom, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that's so me. And then just like straight into like Hyper that which is yeah. also me. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm also a baby. So no, we
0: we uh, <laughs> I talked that album with uh, Dan Barracuda for past uh, podcast mm-hmm. episode. If anybody's curious, check out our, our talk on post. But oh, my God. yeah, I that, will have
1: to listen to that because that uh, yeah. that album
0: is its own set of uh, it's a banger. <laughs> yeah, but. The hunter. Oh my god, it's I'm going
1: hunting.
0: Every moment of that song is a steady evolution of brilliance. Like So is the video. Oh the video too, yeah. Which is turning insane. into a polar bear.
1: And like,
0: it's so I can't I keep forgetting that she's a super famous world pop star because it's just so different and 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 unique and bizarre. All, her, mm. all of her choices, and I'm like, wait, this is still, like, successfully mainstream? What? Like...
1: Which is what I aspire to be, like, yeah. honestly, <laughs> at the core, I aspire to do that,
0: you know? It's a, it's a, maybe the 90s were a wild time or something, but... Uh, I mean... And there's so many, all the fine details, in a, in, even in a song like Hunter. I never even noticed until listening to yesterday that that weird effect she has on her voice comes off just for... I'm the hunter in the verse. Like, if you listen back, it's this weird distortion effect, except for when she's announcing who she is. And it's subtle stuff yep. like that.
1: It's, it is subtle, though.
0: There's accordion in that song that I never picked out before?
1: Yep. It's more prevalent, I think, towards the end, actually. But there, it's, like, affected pretty much throughout right, the right. song, wherever it is. So it's like you don't, like, notice it right off, for sure. I, I listen to everything with, like, these headphones pretty much, so I get, like, all the details in it. So I'm just, I'm all always details, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you picked up on it, <laughs> you know. But um, kind of what we were talking about before we started recording um, with uh, Hunter was that yeah. there was this documentary. What was it called?
0: It was called the Southbank Show. It's a documentary from 1997.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's a great and great just one to so watch. happens like in that because I, I and I, I mentioned this to you, but I only saw like a nine minute clip of it. But they specifically hit on um, her recording and doing the the string arrangement and the kind of like directing I guess of um, Hunter and it was just very yeah. interesting because I was actually watching like a, a YouTube documentary about the Matahari and like how she came to be and then how she basically went out in like a firing squad death um, but she was like so what is the Matahari? so basically she was kind of like the world's first spy and okay. um, it's very odd how that came to be because she didn't mean to do that at all whatsoever but she just wound up being like so good at it they just In what what country what oh era? god i can't remember what this was it was like it's so old i can't remember um i don't remember they they just, i just remember they they told her they were like um we need you to go do this and like um bring this get this information back to us but it was like a threat like they you know they they like made her do this uh, she was a dutch exotic
0: dancer who became was convicted of being a spy yes. uh, for Germany during World War One, Very interesting. Okay.
1: But she wound up being so good at it, they just kept sending her out and like she kept doing stuff and then she got caught up and they kind of like took their hands off. And she was like, well, if I'm going to go mm-hmm. down, you know, I'm going to go down looking fabulous or whatever. And she basically like struck a pose and blew a kiss at the people that were the firing squad. Wow. Where's her movie? Right? I want to know. That'd I want to know where the Matahari's movie is because that's incredible. Oh, wow. So, so inspiring <laughs> in like the weirdest way. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Cause it's like very empowering, like taking hold of your, your own exit, your death, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause it just, it was completely out of her control, but she totally handled it. Um, so, Björk was just like, Yeah, I want the like this. Dun, da-da-da-dun, da-da-da-dun, da-da-da-da-dun, da-da-da-da-dun, like, she wanted yeah, you that, start so, to get a bolero kind of thing. Very that. She was going very bolero, yeah. but the strings specifically, she was like, She wants the strings to sound very like elusive and, you know, like a spy, like mysterious. And she specifically mentioned the Matahari. And I thought that was very interesting. Because yeah. I had just literally watched something about the Matahari. And I wow. was just like, Oh, this is so weird.
0: <laughs> Leave it to Björk to have those kind of cultural references like she she must read a million different books or i just her circle must be very interesting she has all these
1: i mean wild but sorry that was just like a a long tangent just just to get the party part out of it but yeah but
0: that kind of that fits so the the backdrop of this album just in what was going on in her personal life i mean this is a really rough period for her personally yeah you know she rises uh to superstardom with all the pressures of that Uh, being a huge international, you know, world-traveling pop star and just this hyperspeed style Mm -hmm. of life. Uh, And then she's kind of burning out from that. You know, there's the clip of her uh, attacking the journalist at the airport because I'm sure she's just out of her mind on exhaustion at that point.
1: I could have sworn it was like the same person that was antagonizing her um, in The Paparazzi. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, 15 years later. Because, like, didn't they wind up, like, trying to do the same thing with, like, her kid or, like, take videos or pictures oh, of her God. kid and she just, just went yeah, ballistic, they're, they're... which I'm like, I do not blame her at all whatsoever. Oh, yeah.
0: And then so you got that whole super pressure going on and then there's the horrible incident. I mean, we don't have to get into too much detail with it, but the, the person who sent a,
1: oh, yeah. a bomb to
0: her house. and Didn't she write, so you know, uh,
1: I'm so broken or broken about that? So broken?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a B-side From the Homogenic album, that's kind of touching on that. But so she's kind of she's coming up on the rocks a little bit. Like you know, she's coming out of all these tumultuous relationships. Mm -hmm. She she had a thing with Goldie, a thing with Tricky. Uh, She's probably kind of losing sight of who she is a little bit in this just this crazy in front of the camera life. And Homogenic seems like a time where she's you know she's isolating herself to uh, Southern Spain in this case. Mm -hmm. Very interesting choice. Um, You know, still working with a really tight team of people that she can uh, really freely co- collaborate with. Mm-hmm. It's not isolating herself in that sense, but just kind of coming back down and...
1: Uh, I mean, it's like getting away from America, getting away from, you know, yeah. like, Iceland. It's getting, basically getting away from any and every yeah. semblance of normativity, Norm- normalcy, normalcy. There we go. <laughs> <Normative>. <laughs> I mean,
0: just, just, well, yeah, just kind of getting to a quiet place where she really, like, there's a lot of focus here. Mm-hmm. And she met her new uh, collaborator, Mark Bell, too. I think he's a huge part of, of this album and beyond. He became a huge inspiration for her.
1: Didn't you do some of the string arrangements on this? Or was that the. Uh, who, oh, God.
0: I can't remember. There was an Icelandic guy, because she, she had like the Icelandic uh,
1: orchestra. Yeah, I remember over. that.
0: And so whoever was the arranger with, with them. I,
1: th- I think they had footage of him in that documentary, some Icelandic dude. Yeah, I meant more, I meant more like composition more so than arrangement.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, a good question. It gets That's also the thing about Bjork it gets a little murky because there's so many mm-hmm. other people involved, but she's so musically proactive herself too. So yeah, she's very – That's always been kind of hard. It's not like she's just, oh, you do this part now. I don't think it works that way with her.
1: Not at all. <laughs> so – I mean, she's a genius in her own right. It's not, oh, yeah. yeah. Utterly,
0: Yeah. I think the Mark Bell collaboration was important. Uh, I guess he's of the group LFO. I'm not super familiar with them, but just you know, your your basic early '90s electronic. I mean, music. I only
1: know about the this right here will make <laughs> you freak. Like, <laughs> like that's why I love that song. And now she like mashed. Uh, oh gosh, she mashed "Freak Up" with some song at the Paris uh, mm-hmm. Voltaic concert, and I watch it on YouTube <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Because it's just, like, this giant dance party with her and, like, the, that choir wow. that she had brought with her. Oh, my God.
0: Man, she's a fountain of energy.
1: And that's what, that was, like, the height of her using that React table on stage, too.
0: Wow. You know, songs like Pluto, I think, are pretty telling in that she's just trying to shed some, some baggage a little bit. Or, like, she's, you know, got to get out of her head.
1: Oh, I forgot to mention on uh, Hunter, there was a, a lyric I highlighted, which and it always yeah. stands out to me every time I listen to the song. I don't know why. It's always, I thought I could organize freedom, how Scandinavian of me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. A little diss towards the, the Swedes there. Um, I mean, I guess she's, she's touching on her Icelandic roots. She's kind of embracing the area, like the kind of universe she grew up in and, and what Iceland means to her. She, there's a big feeling of trying to translate the scenery – and the nature of Iceland into audio, like the feeling, that, mm-hmm. the feelings that arise that it gives you. How do you put that into music? Um, and so, myself having gotten the privilege to travel in Iceland uh, when I was oh. younger with a buddy of mine, yeah, right, right after their financial crisis, so everything was a little more affordable. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's what you think it would be listening to the homogenic album, and really, it has oh that my majesty God. to it. Like, like, so I can totally feel where she's coming from with that.
1: The way I want to go so
0: bad. Yeah, oh my God. No, definitely Iceland. If anybody's listening, get the chance to check out Iceland.
1: It's literally my dream spot. Yeah. Like, that's my dream vacation, period. Great choice. Yeah. It it, it all kind of stemmed from her, though. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I never had a dream destination until, until I knew about her.
0: <laughs> just drive around the country, uh, which is not a big country, by the way. Uh, blasting homogenic on loop.
1: Yeah. That's the dream. Oh, my God.
0: Ugh. yeah i thought i could organize freedom i love she writes lyrics clearly as somebody where she's gifted in english but it's not her native language and she'll mm-hmm. have certain turn i was talking about this with the post episode too there will be certain turns of phrases or word choices that are just unusual and almost mm-hmm. kind of alien but in a way where the emotional the emotion of the song is still totally coming through i love that dichotomy
1: no me too for sure especially if it's like an older um form of the phrase cuz like the way we structure our sentences is so different nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But you can literally just switch certain parts of the sentence and it may sound like you're speaking in old English or mm. something. In you know, a very Shakespearean, but it still makes sense. Yeah. It's you know, the sentiment is there and sometimes it's even more poignant in that <laughs> way more so than today's English, which is not even full English. We don't <laughs> speak English. Huh. We speak something broken. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um,
0: yoga, is that how you pronounce the, the one after Hunter? Yes. That, is yoga. that the crowning achievement of the album, maybe? I feel like that's really... I mean, I, I'm not even saying it's my favorite, but I feel like that one really got at least like critics taken this pretty
1: seriously that is a majestic see i think that's the thing i don't like pay attention to is how the critics even like really accepted or interpreted in her album yeah i just
0: i just mean like it feels like she that's the song where she's really fully arriving into this next phase like the mm-hmm. the epic arrangement. i mean she wanted it to sound like a national anthem of sorts
1: which, speaking of you um, mentioning about the, the, like, landscape and the, um, the surroundings and nature and everything of, of Iceland, wasn't this one all about the surroundings, landscape, and nature of um, Spain, like where she was? Well, I
0: think that gets baked into it, too. Um, I mm. mean, I, she, she talks about how she would
1: have to walk. Because there's a lot more
0: green. And, she'd, she'd have to walk an hour to work to get to the studio, just walking through, through the beautiful Spain countryside to, to really, yeah. you know. Feel that she was there. All these there. green
1: hills and trees and brush and flowers. Yeah.
0: I mean, I got to believe that that seeped in there too. But I, I think the like conception of the album and what she wanted to do just at the top, I, th- I mean, Iceland was... Oh, of course, of course. Was, yeah. But absolutely, that's an element. Um, that makes sense. Not too dissimilar looking landscapes, I feel. Like
1: they're both treeless, hilly, uh, by the sea. No, this, I mean, the, where she was in the in the documentary was pretty green. I didn't see a whole lot of you know. I saw desert. Maybe they. I don't know. Like from the studio, like the view from the studio that they showed was just like a very. It was very hilly, yes, but it was. I saw a whole lot of green.
0: Google time. <laughs> Google time. Uh, but
1: yeah, Iceland is definitely more like like black stone. You know, not not a whole lot of green, not a whole lot of trees. Volcanos and glaciers. <laughs> The glaciers. <laughs> glaciers. I love her Rs. I love all of her Rs.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm seeing Rocky Beach. Uh, you're right. Okay. Well, yeah, it's it's foresty. It just looks yellow on my old laptop screen. Uh, so, point, one point for it to weather.
1: <laughs> I will take that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, it just is there ever a boring interview with birk too like she always has something really interesting to say she always has a weird take on her environs or mm-hmm. and i mean accent or no accent
1: it's it's always just interesting yeah it's so weird to hear how she takes certain things and it it's like how how do you i don't know how does one like, I'm thinking back to the, the, the interview where she was, like, taking apart a TV and, like, talking about yeah, the yeah. pieces of the tube, you know, television and, you know, all that stuff. And I was just like, who thinks like, <laughs> to do this? And who interprets that as all these little things? Like, yeah it's amazing. Her she mind.
0: has I mean, her, her father was an electrician or something like that. Like, she's had this lifelong fascination with technology. And kind of its its
1: role. Oh God, did that translate?
0: I, I feel like a perfect little nugget of that is uh, alarm call. Mm. Uh, go up to the top of a mountain with a radio and some good batteries. battery. Like, who, who would know to specify that? That's. I feel like that's really telling. A uh, little aside. I always I always thought until I read the lyrics today that she was saying, "I'm the fucking goddess." <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's, and that, that why is saying, that literally the lyric i wrote down to yeah what well, she's saying i'm a i'm the buddhist no she's saying i'm no effing buddhist but this oh. is enlightenment the less yeah, room you yeah. give me the more space i've got
0: i like my version better of her just saying i'm the fucking goddess." i mean she kind of is though <laughs> yeah i was like you, you're in that one <laughs> it's
1: like yeah yeah you are i agree <laughs> you're the goodest Burke <laughs> that
0: that's a yeah that's a great vocal moment in uh, alarm call it which is. is already like the whole thing is a banger yeah I mean
1: that I really love the um the sample based like production throughout too kind of like it, it literally sounds like an alarm kind of going off over and over again like mm-hmm. that weird start stop especially at the top ooh, of it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah I'm just like oh, my god what happens during that vocal yeah it's so good and, and, and it's very kind of like giving you like 90s like that late yeah. 90s production style, the very like Yeah, boom, but you know. but if
0: it feels like the best that that era had to offer. Like it it's it's clear that this comes from that time period, but I don't know, it doesn't really sound dated. Which no
1: hate, no shade, but Does it sound dated to you? No, no, no. Madonna's Bedtime Story sounds very inspired by Bjork. <laughs> like mm. Bjork's 90s sound.
0: I wouldn't put it past her Yeah, yeah
1: the, the song specifically bedtime story sounds like one of like uh like a side B of like alarm call.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna look that up
1: after. Like it it's very in that vein. Yeah.
0: Um I mean personally I'm fine with throwing shade to Madonna, but I guess that's another story.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, no
0: That video no. of her in the bathtub after COVID hit, did you see that?
1: By no
0: I didn't. Okay, well whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out at your own peril.
1: Yeah. I'll have to look that up later. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, speaking of um, yoga, right quick, before we get off of that, that industrial breakdown is just mm, it for me. Mm. I I love that little industrial, just mechanical-sounding breakdown. Ugh, so good. And also the lyric that I wrote down for that one was, all that no one sees, you see what's inside of me. inside of me, ooh mm-hmm you don't have to speak i feel yeah i
0: i mean the whole the win of this album sonically is is those industrial moments with her soaring vocals and some of the organic instrument stuff going mm-hmm. on like i mean the strings and then the uh was it glass harmonica is that what that was the instrument and all neon like that the, the uh, the sound
1: I could not tell what that <laughs> <laughs> was. It's the, this glassy really like- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's glass harmonica. Like that, you know, that's not a synth. It sounds like it could be a synth, but-
1: Is that that round? It's like a whole bunch of round things. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're just like in a long- de- I love that instrument. Oh my God. I did not know that's what that was. I thought it was like glass bowls or something, like <laughs> or like crystal yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like I want
0: I want to find a glass harmonica player Hello? now for my for my, for my music. But it's there's so you know it's it's not just it's not just strings and beats. That's a great like elevator pitch for this album. But absolutely, the way she's blending the the harsher electronic industrial stuff with moments for all these beautiful organic instruments and the pairing of that, I really feel like was pretty cutting edge. I mean at any point but especially at that time
1: like she was really walking The flow line. in the tracklist is like impeccable like bye. Yeah <laughs> um and and weirdly enough um the all neon like kind of indirectly and and I didn't realize this until I like listened to it again today after like years of not yeah. hearing it that it really influenced some of my slower cuts mm. <laughs> it's a
0: beautiful song so I I mean can't go wrong there
1: it is and i was kind of like oh that's what i've been hearing in my head for like five years don't get angry
0: with yourself uh,
1: yes please i love that oh my god oh i mean oh speaking of which yeah that's um that's i actually wrote that down don't don't get angry with yourself i'll heal you with a razor blade i'll cut a slit open and the luminous beam feeds you honey it heals you
0: and is that where there's is that Hello? where the, like that super brittle sharp synth sound comes in for like dun, 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 dun. That's like my that's favorite. That's when I'm like, thing. holy! This album is on another level with moments like that. That's
1: my favorite yeah. sound in that song. That was like whoa <laughs> when that comes in because it's like so perfectly yeah. fuzzy, but it doesn't take up a whole lot of space yeah. in the mix. I'm like, how do you do that?
0: <laughs> I mean, that, I don't know if that's Mark Bell or is that, or maybe that's just that makes that would make sense. Yeah.
1: That would make sense. I mean, he's like the king of LFO, clearly. But that was quite an orchestrated moment there. So good, and it's, and that little like weird like like sh- sh- shuffling hat thing that has, has like a delay on it, like a yeah, a little slap or something. Ugh, so good. Sorry. Continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's really no. I mean, a, a lot of our albums are really, really strong. But sometimes it would be like, oh, this one track I'm not as into. Is Homogenic start to finish is flawless. Like there's no, I can't poke holes at any part of this. <laughs> you know?
1: So, let's say don't hate me. So there's, so there's one song.
0: All right. Which song is it for you?
1: That I basically don't like. Oh,
0: crap. <laughs> which, which, which one? Is not,
1: which is not saying a lot because the album is really great. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like there are no bad songs.
0: Uh-huh. I just don't
1: technically like this
0: one (laughs) yeah which one i'm looking at this track list i'm like if he says any of these which is Uh,
1: oh wait guess i'm gonna give you a guess five years you know it
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what is it about that one that you're not as into
1: I just, look, I put probably my least favorite from the record, which isn't saying much, lol. Cause it's, because the lyricism is still really good. It's just something about this song is off-putting to me. It just doesn't feel right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's the ine- ineffable nature of music. It's like, there's no objective explanation.
1: Which but. is so weird, because I... I am like obsessed with her and I almost feel guilty for him not liking this song, but I don't know what else to do about it. I mean, like I said, the lyrics, um, the lyric I wrote down here is like basically verse one and two. I put, you think you're denying me of something? Well, I've got plenty. You're the one who's missing out, but you won't yeah. notice till after five years. If you live that long, you'll wake up all loveless.
0: I mean, I'll go ahead and say it's not one of the absolute stronger cuts on the album.
1: I think it's because it's a lot less melodic than the other ones. There's a lot more just, like, percussion and, like, noise oh, going on. I'm so
0: bored with cowards. Yeah, it's a little...
1: A little <laughs> oh, no, I love that part. I'm not going to lie. You I love the part. can't handle love. Yes. You can't handle it. Think
0: you me of something. Yeah. I, okay, interesting. You can't handle me. Boom. That's the one The really... Uh, choppy drum sack
1: which i um oh god what is that song there's a song that she has on um freak hold on i'm gonna actually look this up because i can't remember enjoy see i love the percussion of that like that i love that kind of crunchy percussion because it makes sense in that song but this one is just like very like
0: it's a little more skipping over itself
1: jagged yeah. yeah, and I'm like, where's the melody? And I almost can't find it until like the chorus. Mm. And then I'm like, wait, I you
0: know, dare you. I think, yeah, I dare <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Just like that, like.
0: <laughs> but you know, it's I'm like you, wailing. It's still obviously you still like many aspects of it and it still fits perfectly at home with every other
1: song on the album no it absolutely fits in the album for sure it's just yeah it felt like that was like the only like drop in energy and i was just like ah interesting if i could just go straight from all neon like to immature things. oh immature is (laughs) great immature is so good oh yeah very that And I I just wrote down like another fave of mine. How could I be so mature to think he could replace the missing elements in me? How extremely lazy of me, which is weird because that's really a feeling that I struggle with. Yeah. It's really a thing I struggle with. Like I always am convinced that I need something or someone to complete whatever it is or complete me or, Mm. you know, just to like complete this task or whatever it is. Mm. And it always feels like I don't have all of whatever I need within myself. Mm. You know, I feel like that that's like a personal struggle that I know a lot of people go through. It's not just me. I, I,
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's something I have trouble with at, at points. I think that's a pretty universal thing that she's tapping into.
1: And I, I just, I really like that she was able to convey that in this song.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hardship and a lot of, like, issues around love in this album. Mm-hmm. I think this is really just a turning point in her and life. And a lot of
1: one-sidedness. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of times where she was dealing with things just being very one-sided and, and just almost like she's talking to a wall. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, again, I kind of get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then the, the album after this, the, by the time you get to Vespertine, I feel like that's just her embracing fully, like, adulthood and motherhood and maturity. Like, that.
1: Mm-hmm. there's, like, kind of just a quiet confidence. Yeah, femininity, and, love within herself. Yeah, very that. I think that's why I, like, kind of embrace that one so much. Because I'm like, I want to get to this part of my life. (laughs) Yeah, that's where (laughs) – I want to get here. Vespertine
0: is totally, to me, just, like, somebody having a great snow day. Like, hot chocolate Mm. by the fire on their couch and then taking a walk outside. Like, that's that album. This is, like, I'm in this crazy, like, Icelandic saga. I'm a hunter. I'm a warrior. Mm -hmm. I'm – Trying to find love.
1: My life is a drama with a beginning, yeah, a middle, yeah. and no
0: end. <laughs> Which is, you know, totally compelling. Uh, and it's just the the, the shift mm-hmm. between uh, post to that and then from this to Vespertine is, yeah, just another example of her.
1: And she's constantly shifting form, like, to something very powerful and, and dominating to something very, not like weak, but just, yeah, like, fragile and and hurt. And then it goes to being like... Almost like angry and hurt, and then it goes to you know, like it's kind of like that. And she's she's showing that by kind of switching the sounds up, the percussion, and which I I get why Five Years is that, yeah, jagged. You know, it's it's very like aggravating. Like she's very aggravated, and um, it it always comes through in the music. And just and also being like different, like animals or different people. Like I'm a hunter, then I'm this, then I'm that. Like it's kind of. You know, or like being yeah, one with the yeah. landscape or being, you know, th- like that sort of thing. It's like this ever-changing form, but within the She's same so universe. She's so conscious
0: of all that, but it's never like on the nose or too forced ever. Never. I thought it was interesting. She's no. talking about the song Bachel- Bachelorette as Isabelle in the mm-hmm. city. I feel like there is a spiritual <gasps> connection between those two songs. And it feels like the most epic song on the whole. I mean, I, I just said
1: yoga is epic. Why did that just open my eyes? That just felt so eye opening. <laughs> you have no idea. My name is Isabel.
0: I mean, *Bachelorette*. I, Isabel too, but *Bachelorette* feels like it could be Living in a James Bond
1: soundtrack. Herself.
0: The piano and everything. Shoot,
1: Isabel could have been a, a Bond theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is so wild. You say that. That literally makes so much sense. Especially, kind of the her like running the doom, just like yeah, 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 like you know, in the Bachelorette video, it it makes way too much sense.
0: <laughs> All right, connected some dots for you. Doom, doom, doom.
1: Oh my god, I love that. Okay. Now I'm gonna like yeah. <laughs> go back and listen, watch this video, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Isabel! She's running to the scene." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes too much sense. It all ties together. Yeah. I mean, cause literally, is my name Isabel like living by herself, like hello. She's a bachelorette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Married to herself by she's a she's a bachelorette um oh god you just made that make too much sense i i'm almost mad and also i, I
0: feel like Isabel is the closest thing to like an alter ego for her that's a, it's like her but a different version also people
1: her. that are listening i'm shaking my head vigorously yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so yeah i mean we're, we're kind of getting to the end of our our time i feel i mean the only song we haven't Touched on a little bit, at least is uh, unravel.
1: True. Um, oh, hold on. Let me. Okay, so from Bachelorette, because I definitely wrote something for it. Um, yeah. Oh, I just, I, I wrote that it was, uh, I'm the lyric, I'm a fountain of blood in the shape of a girl. And then also the other one was, You're the one who grows distant when I beckon you near, which, as you were literally mm. saying, the Bachelorette is like almost you know like this parallel to Isabel's story it also reminds me of what you resist persists from mutual core which is way later because it's because oh, it yeah. feel like she doesn't yeah. want to like go in the, the more she doesn't want to let like, go and beckons him near the further away he gets so it's literally that mm. same sort of concept um being revisited which makes sense because biophilia was leading up to oh, so and we know what happened there so um there's that Um, definitely Unravel, um, if you want to start off on that one.
0: If we want to Unravel it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it just speaks to the quality of the album. Then it's like, oh yeah, that song's great. That song's great. And then I completely forget about Unravel, but I'm like, oh yeah, another like total highlight of the whole album and one of Tom York's absolute favorite songs. Which makes sense. (laughs) Beautiful poetry about like a troubled love relationship and... My heart comes undone like a ball of yarn. The devil collects it with a grin, like, stop being such a great
1: poet. And he'll never return it. <laughs> so when you come yeah, back, we'll have to make new love. Never return it.
0: That's how you're so entering your chorus. Come
1: back, we'll have to make new
0: love. And it's so slow. It really, that's where you get to just.
1: That's my favorite beat. now.
0: oh, yeah. It's so <laughs> understated. Yeah. I love the It's <laughs> vaguely like factory
1: sounding. Uh it i i wrote down that it reminds me of movement in a womb it literally sounds like she's like inside of a like a womb or like a cocoon or something like moving around waiting for her love to come back
0: i wouldn't be dis- i would not be shocked at all if that's how she described it to her producers i mean cuz it's point. literally
1: but, like how the sound would sound coming from outside of like a barrier you know what i mean
0: that's yeah. that's what it would yeah. sound like
1: on the inside it's like muffled like hitting yeah. a wall that's kind of what i was thinking wow. yeah. especially given like the which there's i mean the visual doesn't like give you much except for the the unraveling coming out of like you know her back, kind of like a spider that's like spinning the web, yeah um, but I definitely wrote down that there's like this super subtle use of an organ and what I perceive to be like a reverse harp, like the like at the top I just yeah I love oh, that part of that, and then um it kind of reminds me. Um, of cocoon in a way because of the the whole movement in the womb and how it's like, but it's like the exact opposite. It's like now, now she has, you know, something in the, womb it's very like about like her being with her child and that sort of thing. But this is, is very like, I'm waiting for my love to come back and I'm like unraveling until he comes back and then we'll just have to start over. Yeah. And.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, all slowed down. It kind of sounds a little bit almost like frozen. Yeah, time, one's,
1: like, a lot darker sort of. and then one's a lot more romantic. But it's, like, that same sort of, like, yeah. feeling in a different way. Wow. You know, because, like, both of them are waiting. One is waiting for their love to come back and one is waiting for their love to come out.
0: Oh, man. Well, I mean, there, there's a million more things we could touch on with this album. Um, obviously, we love it. We love Bjork. Uh, everything she does is Absolutely.
1: Gold.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm kind of curious as a... Uh, kind of last question here, you know, she has such a huge team of collaborators in every aspect of what she's doing. How do you think she's able to get her vision across when it involves this many people? Like how, how, do, how do we always end up at just the, the right place? Like, what do you think some of her, her secrets are? Um, we, I forget if we were talking about this before we started recording, but just how she's communicating her ideas with, um, like facial expressions. Oh, like that should,
1: yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Like to like when when uh, arranging or like directing with the 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 what was it the orchestra?
0: The, yeah, the Icelandic orchestra yes. uh, recording Hunter. Yeah,
1: like yeah, she was very. Um, I guess you can say not animated, but like definitely creative and colorful in her in her way of of kind of directing them into the the right you know, feel. Um, but I, I feel like with all of her collaborators thus far, it's, it's been very like a, a a mutual understanding. It's not so much that she's explaining to them or trying to get them to understand, they just get it. And I feel like they right. have this like synergy.
0: Yeah, I don't think she does a lot with words. It's just you, you feel it or I think she she's such a good actress. I mean, she's only been in a few roles, the roles she's had she's done wonderfully in, but she's such an expressive person and such an actress. Dancer in think. the
1: dark, go watch
0: it. Dancer in the Dark. Very sad but beautiful movie. Uh so good. I think she's she's able to like act out her visions, like act out what she wants in music. Like she's able to express it without words somehow and yeah. you know, everybody is yeah. on board. It's uh
1: which is why I think her and Arca have been on for so long since they met each other. They met each oh, other yeah. like 2013, 2014, something like that, mm. and they've just been like hitting it straight on since. He's and it, guy, but it yeah. makes so much sense. Like Arca's music is basically like that. It's I don't know. It's kind of like a, a response to Bjork in a way. Yeah, and heavily inspired by. You know. But it's also uniquely her own in a, in a way, too, so it's it's very and she's also very inspired by a lot of different things, like she does that very experimental like hip hop stuff, but she also has very yeah, yeah. atmospheric and ambient things, kind of like Bjork does. It's very beat heavy and, right. and it's like driven by a feeling and not so much syncopation and like you know, yeah, like this is where this should go, like formulaic. It's not very formulaic. It's very like just where th- we're going to go is where we're gonna go. Yeah. We're
0: gonna go I know? love I love the different kind of structure and logic of her music yeah it, like it always hits the spot and it's also something i don't know how i would ever do myself like it's just she's on a completely different well plane. that's
1: what opened me up to like some of my slower cuts because there's yeah. a lot less
0: yeah.
1: formula especially my earlier stuff there's a lot less formula but now i've kind of fallen into the pop <sighs> trap just a little bit oh well you know verse chorus verse chorus that yeah, sort of yeah. thing yeah not everybody can to break can myself be out of
0: Lucy it like Bjork,
1: i suppose yeah, I know. I mean, even TikTok kind of got me together because like, I stopped doing Bridges altogether and now all my songs are like two minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds. Two minutes and 40 seconds. Because attention spans are zilch. No one does albums anymore, remember? <laughs> it's so... Ugh, I hate like it. Make your music in 15 but, seconds. Yeah. Um, Vary that. Ugh. But, yeah, so she's just... I miss one-minute
0: intros. <laughs> yeah, The the... the in the way songs start and the way songs end in homogenic. I mean, it's just icing on the cake of, like, just an immersive musical Absolutely. experience.
1: Yeah. Oh, it gets you in and it, like, slowly, you know, kind of lets you decompress yeah. just yeah. a little bit <laughs> and, and then sets oh, you up yeah. for the next thing. Yeah. Masterpiece of, of pacing. Which is why, you, like you said, All is Full of Love is very much so, like, the release of all mm-hmm. of it.
0: Well... uh, Let's end with this. How would you describe homogenic in three words?
1: Immersive. Grand. And... (laughs) Beautiful. All
0: right. Immersive, grand, and beautiful. What about you? It is most definitely all those things. I'm going to say soaring. Jagged. hmm and vulnerable. Ooh! All right, there. Well, there you have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could not recommend it more highly. And uh, it was awesome to talk to someone such as yourself, who is as much or perhaps greater a fan, and uh, you know, so so in tune with her um, with what she's doing. This is a real treat.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: Um, so. Attila, yes. what uh, What do you want to p- point people towards if they wanted to, to check out what you're doing?
1: You can follow me on Instagram at ATTXLA. You can also follow me at that same thing, ATTXLA on Spotify. I'm very close to 300 followers. It would be really mm-hmm. awesome to get there. Um, I am also at ATTXLA.com. I have merch. And yeah, it'd just be awesome if you guys joined my little clan or whatever. <laughs> I'm saying clan because like Attila and the Hun, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I the Huns just that. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, the music is great. I love the recent full length album, and I imagine you got, you got a lot one. of new music in the works too.
1: Yeah, I have a, um, an EP that came out um, on my birthday last year called Flow One, and like uh, you said, the, the full length album AB um, is already out. Um, I'm definitely working on a lot of stuff right now um, collaborations in, definitely included and some remixes I'm doing and some more original stuff so just kind of stay tuned and yeah A <laughs> <2021, laughs> be big you know year it. B- very big year
0: and thank you so much for coming on the podcast uh, thank you for much. good seeing you That was great, Uh, for me at least, and judging by the fact you made it all the way to the end, I think you enjoyed it as well, huh? Homogenic, a masterpiece. Thank you all so much. Love you. And I hope to see you next week where we're talking about electric light orchestras out of the blue. Bye-bye.